fight, flight, freeze. Trauma has a way of preventing you from being the parent you want to be. In this episode, we tackle the effects of parenting through trauma with Sandra Seymour Obas, licensed clinical social worker. Hey everybody, welcome to season three of the All. It's your girls, Kay and Jay. We want to say welcome to the All. We are a space where we are talking about all the things that are going on in our lives, all while we are trying to live life his way. God's way, that is. But guess what, fam? Again, we have another... (laughs) I'm just giggling over here. Guest in the building. This one is a special one um, for me, and that is my sister, Sandra Seymour Obus. And we'll tell you all a little bit more about her later and why she's here. But for now, Sandra, go ahead. Would you mind saying hello to our alt fam? Hello, alt family. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So we'll just go right into doing our hellos and goodbyes. As you all know, our hellos and goodbyes is a segment where we say hello to the things of the week that we want to prepare for, we want to see, and goodbye to the things of the week that we no longer want to do. It's kind of a self-check-in, just checking in and setting goals. So because we have a guest, Jay and I will break up the hellos and goodbyes just to give Sandra some time to think about her hellos and goodbyes and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So, um, Jay, you want to go ahead and give your hello? Sure. So, my hello's for this week. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I had to quickly do something, come back. But anyways, my hello's for this week is just continuing to be present. Um, I'm just working on just being a little bit more present when I'm home. Um, I can be very busy doing a lot of things, but I'm learning that, hey, it, even though there's other things that, that need to be done, but just prioritizing in that moment um, just the little things that matter. So, like, I had my nieces over today. Um, my sister was over, and there was a lot that needed to be done. But we had breakfast, and we hung out, and we were playing um, questions, talk cards. I don't know. I'm going to call it a talk card. And mm-hmm. just doing that. I know there was so many things I needed to do, but just being present. So I'm just saying hello to just continuing to be more present with my time and with the people that I'm with. How about you? What's your... Goodbye. Goodbye. It was funny. It kind of goes with your hello. Um, I'm saying goodbye to being so busy around the house Mm -hmm. because of the same thing that you just said. I I was telling my sister, um, I was like, I just feel like I'm not enjoying parenting. Like, I just feel like I'm I'm constantly doing something, like something Mm -hmm. always needs to be done. And I started thinking about, um, I know previous in previous episodes, I talked about creating systems in the home. I remember. That was your big goal. Yeah, that was my big goal. But somewhere down the line, (laughs) I stopped doing it. Uh Because, you know, the weekend is only like two days. Well, really, it's really one one day. Because Friday, no, Saturday is a busy day. It's a busy day. It's only one day. And I found myself trying to do everything on Saturday. And I can't enjoy the kids, because they're sitting at home, and I'm like, okay, I got to wash, and then I got to sweep, and I got to mop, and I have to iron your clothes, and I got to take hair out, and I got to wash hair. Like, it's just so much to do, and I'm not enjoying it. So I want to say goodbye to just trying to do all of the things. So let me ask you, Kay, what can I do? Or what can we do? What can and, I? Yeah, what well, can I do? I, I, I. Well, I, I think I, I, like, as your accountability group, what can we do, or what are some things, like, what can, what can we do to make sure, like, you know, we can help you out with that? 
I don't know. Let me think about that. I, yeah. I wasn't expecting that question. I know she wasn't, but I really want to help her in that because, you know, yeah, I know I we, like, there's a lot of living that Kay and I do off, yeah, off, like, I, don't, I don't know, behind the mic. I don't, I don't and know. so as my sister, you know, as my sister, girl, how can I help you, sis? I don't need you. talk about that. I don't, I don't need you trying to figure, figure it out alone, you know? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going I'm to talk about that. I don't know. Let me think about it some more. Yeah. In the meantime, Sandra, <laughs> what are your hellos and goodbyes? So my hellos for the week would be to embrace joy. Okay, I like that. So accept the sunshine, exude the smiles, all of that. Because yeah, when you're you, always so I feel like sunny. she's always so, you know her, her nickname is Sun Sun, like yeah, sunshine. she's always so sunny. Yes, but you can always have room for more joy. That's true. Wow, you know, with what's going room on. for There's more joy. I like that. You know, like a good quote. I like that. Room for mm-hmm. more joy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Put on a shirt. And for my goodbyes this week is to say goodbye to uncertainties. Because at the end of the day, that is something that is outside of my control. And if I cannot control it, why dwell on it? Mm. Sandra said she came here to give me therapy. (laughs) Cannot control it. (laughs) Why dwell on it? I love it. And to you who are listening, I would ask you, what are your hellos and goodbyes? What are the things of the week that you want to say hello to? And what are the things of the week that you want to say goodbye to? Please share it with us at our, on our Instagram page, on the Alt Podcast, or you can email us, info.thealt at gmail.com. Yes, and with that, our episode for today. Our episode today, okay, so, right, everyone <laughs> know, okay, so this is this is how this episode came about. So How I was, did it come about, Kay? So Jay asked me, she was like, what do you want to talk about? What are some things that you're going through that you want to talk about? And, it, and I thought of um, just earlier in this whole season that I was going through with my ex and being here, I remember how difficult it was to parent during that time because life wasn't pausing. Like every other time, life pauses, right? But life wasn't pausing. So I remember vividly um, crying like inside the room, and someone's like, I need juice. And you're like, oh, wait, okay, hold on one second. Let me get one moment. Hold on now. And then getting up to go get the juice and then going back to like, let me go back and lay down again. So I just remember how how difficult it was to parent through that trauma of everything that was going on. And I just thought of like, I can't be the only one, even if it wasn't someone going through a divorce, maybe you're going through some type of grief right. of, a, of another type of loss. Right. Maybe it's a trauma from your past right. that's come right. back. Right. But I just thought that there must be other parents out there that are struggling through parenting um, through whatever trauma they went through. And so then at that point, I was like, who can we bring to talk about that? And so Jay was like, Sandra. I was like, yes, we can bring Sandra because this is the type of work that Sandra does. So with that, Sandra... Introduce your, this, well, you already introduced yourself to the people, but now you can tell them a little bit about your professional, your professional, because I know you as Sunson, you know, but, but <laughs> Sandra, the professional, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank your you, guys. Expertise. <laughs> thank you so much. First and foremost, Kay, I'd like to say thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability. Oh, thank you. And yeah, because be like, of that. She'd be therapy all day, yes, boy. <laughs> yes. And because of that, you've invited me into a space where I can share you know, what I've learned along the way. Yeah, perfect. So with that being said, my name is Sandra Seymour Obas. I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, solution-focused brief therapy, and trauma-informed care. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that means I can do, I can offer some insight. Yeah, on this thing called on all of this stuff. <laughs> so we know we wouldn't bring you guys anybody who didn't know what they were talking about. So Come we brought now. right. So so let's start with trauma. How do you define um, what trauma is, and how does it affect parenting? Because I know like how it affected for me, but like from your, how does it affect parenting? Okay, so in order to introduce trauma effectively, I first need to talk about a research study. Okay, and it's called the Adverse Childhood Experience Study mm-hmm. that took place. In 1995, Mm -hmm. um, by the CDC and Kaiser, they studied 17,000 adults over a span of two years. Now, what they were assessing were the history of exposure to trauma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. using 10 separate categories. Mm -hmm. Now, those categories included physical, emotional, sexual abuse, physical neglect, emotional neglect, parent mental illness, substance dependence, incarceration, parental separation or divorce, and domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Now, for every yes Mm. that was circled on that rating um, rating sheet, it was equivalent to one point on a zero to 10 point range. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now, the higher your ACE score was, the worse your health outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that Um, physical health? Physical health. Wow, okay. That can include things like heart disease, depression, suicidality, lung cancer, and things of that nature. Um, Pretty much when youth feel betrayed by systems and caregivers, it is correlated to high-risk behaviors, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, such as drinking and smoking, which in turn leads to that suicidality, the depression, the lung cancer, all of those, which impacts your health in a negative way. Gotcha. Now, even if you don't engage in those high-risk behaviors, you are still more likely to develop heart disease, high blood pressure, anxiety, or mental illness. Wow. And Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris explained it so well. She explained the reasoning behind the correlation. So exposure to adversity affects the developing brain and bodies of children. Mm. It affects the pleasure and reward center of the brain, inhibits impulse control, and affects the amygdala, which is the fear response center. Mm. Now, this is what triggers your ability to have that fight, right, flight, right. or freeze response. Right. Yeah. Now, when you deal with trauma, your body is in a state of hyperarousal, and it releases things such as stress hormones and adrenaline and cortisol. Mm-hmm. And when the toxic stress is occurring every night, this system is activated over and over and over again. Right. And what happens when this event is taking place is the memories are not properly processed. Your personal memories? The memories of of that that trauma. trauma. Wow. Okay. Are not properly processed. Okay. And your brain begins to store those events in its current state. Gotcha. So it stores those distorted events along with sight, sight, um, smell, and associated sounds. Gotcha. So that's like when you see people walk into a room and a certain smell... Evokes. It's take you somewhere. It takes you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it could be something great or it could be something negative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even certain foods, certain things that you taste, certain textures... Um, maybe you feel certain blankets that are fur and it brings you back to this negative space. So all those things you need to take into account when you're thinking about trauma. Right, right. And Dr. Harris also provided a visual of being in a forest and you encounter a bear. Okay. The minute you encounter that bear, in that moment, your stress levels are immediately triggered. Right, right. Now imagine 
that bear comes home every single night. Ooh. In the form of an abusive parent. Oh. An alcoholic father. Yeah. Or a mother dealing with mental health illness. Mm-hmm. Now, as adults, we live a life with unresolved trauma mm. and grow up as the walking wounded. Wow. The walking wounded. That should be a show, like The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. The Walking Wounded. Wow. As a result, we parent through unhealthy lens. Right. Right. So, like, like an example of, like, how it could work, right? So, what are some signs that you would see? Like, how would I know that, that I'm... I, that how I, do I, I know that the bear is home? Yeah, I've taken how do the bear I know with me. That I've taken it, that I've done right. it. Because sometimes, like, you're so used to doing your own thing... You haven't had children yet, right? And you've been living 20-something years, 30-something years with no kids, and you're, you think you're fine, and now you have some kids, and this trauma is now, like, how do I know? How do right? I know that it's, it's there? happening? And then also, I think sometimes when you most, I think, again, you know, um, Sandra, let me know, but I, I don't think sometimes when you don't know that you, you're dealing with trauma, mm. You sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know you don't know, so then it's like for the person who doesn't even know that there's a bear in the house, how do I like? What are the signs? Yeah. yeah. So okay, that's a great question. So how does one parent through trauma? Right. Yeah. right. Um. First and foremost, there's comfort in knowing that you're not alone. Mm. Becoming a parent has triggered PTSD symptoms in many, mm. many, many people. When parents who are affected by trauma enter parenthood, they deal with those intrusive thoughts. And start having deep emotional responses to becoming a parent. Oh, I'm sorry. So there's like, they have their own anxiety. Yes. About, oh my God, I'm about to become a parent. And that applies to both men and women. Hmm. Now, everyone internalizes their trauma to different extents. So some experience emotional shutdowns, while others experience increased anxiety. And it can be something as routine as changing your baby's diaper. Or mm-hmm. taking your infant a bath. Right, right, right. Or someone kissing your infant or young child on the forehead. Oh, wow. I can see that, like, if you had some sexual trauma or something and you mm-hmm. see your child doing something that might be, like, normal, but that might trigger you to think that, oh, no, this is, like, this is something more and take you somewhere else. Oh, yeah. wow, I get it, I get it. And this unresolved trauma in parenthood is called multi-generational trauma. Wow. And what that means is this is where we experience our traumas through our children. That's Mm. a multi. Okay. Okay. Now, the question to these parents shouldn't be, why are you so overprotective? Or Mm. why don't you let your daughter... Listen, you judging... Mm -hmm. (laughs) She judges the people over here. Because I know I might have said that a couple of times. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's just a little overprotective, you know? (laughs) Failing to understand, like... Were you going to failing to understand what? The question should not be that, but should be mm-hmm. more. Or some other not questions are, why don't you let your daughter sit on Santa's lap for the holiday pictures? Yeah, yeah. Rather, it's what happened to you. Mm. Because what happens you? to you shapes your worldview. But don't you... But- but don't you think that becomes that might be a little bit more intrusive for me to say to that parent like cuz I'm I'm leaning with the assumption that there is trauma or like it, it may not be trauma per se maybe cuz she says what you've been through is it impacts your worldview so for example for me who works in the child welfare who works in the child welfare prof- as a System. profession um 
I see that what I've seen has caused me not to also be able to be like what I call a regular parent. So like something sitting on the lap, I'm like, nah, but that that's more from what I've seen at work as opposed to a trauma that I've been through. No, myself. I get what you're saying, but for me, right? I'm not, I don't work, I'm not right, right, like, right. the person who's not in um, child, child social services or whatever. For me to just see a parent, let's say, not allowing their daughter to um, go to the, go to a uh, sleepover. Right. For me to say, hey, Kim, what happened to you? Why are you not letting Jenny go to the, you know, <laughs> yeah. that that part I'm saying, I feel like that could be a little bit intrusive. No, I think at that point, you just have to well, just accept her answer. <laughs> it can be in a sense, but again, it depends on the relationship right. that you have okay. with that person. Right, right, right. right. Um, that question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if okay. you're close to that you. person and you have I, built I that rapport... You. Those are quite, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Then because, that's an inviting right, question. Right, because it, it's insensitive of you to tell that close friend of yours, mm-hmm. hey, girl, stop being so overprotective. Oh, boy, come on now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal when, no. Hey, you know what? What happened? Because I, I noticed that, da, 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 and like you said, because you have that relationship, mm-hmm. it's okay to, to, go, to go there. Yes, yes. And the ultimate goal is to learn to heal from and not transfer the trauma. Hmm. Okay, and there's actually a book out for all the listeners um, written by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Perry. They actually wrote a book about this exact topic at hand. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Entitled, What Happened to You? What Happened to <laughs> wow. You? Mm-hmm. And it discusses <laughs> on unresolved traumas and how um, you have that level of resilience, how to get through those things and just be able to overcome. Overcome that. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. All right, so before you talked about like some of the signs that you see in older, like when you get older, like you said, um, like being impatient, being impatient, you get like physical, the physical health, like how that affected you uh, or affects someone who has trauma. But what about your children? Like, what do you see in a child when they, when they don't necessarily have, like you said, the bear comes home, like the mom, like I have, I have trauma or the father has trauma. How do we, how do you see the impact on the child? Like, what are some of the signs for the child? So some things that you can easily see from children are sleeplessness. So if you have a student in your classroom, let's say, who's always falling asleep in class, that's when that, what's going on? What happened right. to you? What happened right. last night that's causing you to be so sleepy? Maybe it's because mom and dad were going at it. Or maybe it's because she's scared that someone's going to enter her room mm-hmm. and violate her. So right. things like that, just the um, being sleepy, um, being hyper aroused. Mm-hmm. So let's say a book falls on the floor and then there's that startle response, which you're constantly looking up because you're on 10 constantly or um, you're angry mm-hmm. all the time because you don't know how to regulate your emotions and anger is just the first go-to coping mechanism right. that you have. It's right. having those unhealthy coping mechanisms. Right, right. right. And this would affect the child, like in their relationships at school, school. or relationships. Maybe they're throwing tantrums in class, or right. maybe like when they, if a teacher comes in for a hug, they're probably like, um, flint, not flinch, is it flinching, flinching? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know, y'all can't see it, but I'm just kind of. <laughs> yeah, some people flinching. don't like unsolicited touches. Touches, right, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Or, or, or even at home, if mom or dad is the bear, seeing maybe those behaviors in your child, like that mirroring back. Yes. Right, that mirroring back, that's true. Your children indeed will it. mirror back what they see. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I've, I, like I said earlier, when I talked about like, you know, 
there's some trauma that we have that, you know, this is coming from the past, right? Things that you've been through. And then I also, I mentioned earlier, like, this was a trauma that I was going through at the moment. Like, it was, like, at the same time of being, um, and I realized, like, I was like, okay, I'm going through trauma right now. I I didn't have, like, I knew, like, some of the, the practical things that I did that helped me was to go inside the room and be able to, you know, call people when I needed help, like, hey, can you come get the kids for a little bit, leaning on my support system. What are some other practical things? I think one of the, f- the first thing was I had to acknowledge that I had it, right? Mm-hmm. I had the issue. So what are some practical things that you think that parents can do once they've, they've listened to this episode and they're like, that's me. I'm wow, I, I didn't even realize that yeah. I do have some issues yeah. that I need to address. Yeah. But now, what are some practical things that they can do? Okay, so before I address the practical things that they can do, mm-hmm. I want to address what are some of the effects on your children when you don't address oh, that's good. That's good. your personal yes. traumas. Yes, yes. So oftentimes children can absorb the trauma as their own even if they did not experience it directly. Wow. That's true. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they'll have the same fear you had because you just put your fear all up in them. Exactly. Because (laughs) of the way you projected Mm -hmm. your emotions, they've now absorbed that. Mm -hmm. And in that case, those children learn to survive and not thrive. Mm. So it is very important to find those practical outlets and learning how to indeed deal with our traumas. So with that being said, once you've identified that you are operating with an overactive biological stress response, then... You can learn to regulate yourself through holistic interventions. Okay. So that can include, especially for parents, first and foremost, go into prayer. Right. If you have a strong religious belief and a strong religious faith, go into prayer. Right. You know, seek your master about that. Talk to them. Talk to God. Pray about it and invite him into your circumstances. Gotcha. That's the first thing. But God also equipped us right. with resources right in front of us. And that does include mental health therapy. So in therapy, you're given the option and the opportunity to analyze your thoughts and name your traumas one by one. Right. Wow. 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 Which is tough. Name That's tough. One listen. by one. That that part right there already says to me, listen. There, it, there might be a list of things that, that you have to be able to call out by name. name. Let me tell you something. When I first went into therapy, I thought this was so funny. I came into therapy, and I told my therapists all the time. I came into therapy, and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about how horrible this man <laughs> was. Like, like, let's talk about it. And she was like, wait, like, wait, wait, no pause, pause. She's like, tell me about your parents. What? I don't want to talk. That's not what we're here for. Focus, <laughs> no. focus. This is what we're here for. And I remember one of the episodes that we talked about, one of the episodes, one of the sessions, sessions that we talked I think we took two sessions to talk about my my um, growing up and my parents. And I remember after those sessions, I literally just laid on the couch like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I had all these issues. Deep. So like you said, like naming these and understanding why you're making the decisions that you're making now was based off of something that happened or didn't happen right. when you were much younger. Absolutely. And didn't know how to put a name to it. Right. Ooh, that's like what right. I'm- if you guys, if you guys um, heard our previous episode with um, Mr. Arbery, he was right. talking about just um, this idea of um, uh, not pressure points, your hurt points, your hurt points, finding yeah. out what those hurt points are. Yeah. Absolutely, and also <sighs> when you have those therapy sessions, <laughs> you uncover triggers. 
Yes. Yes, you're right. You find out in what moments, what elements, what Mm. is happening in that moment that has triggered a certain response in you. That's good. Right. That's good. Um, You are also aided in the ability to control your negative thoughts because sometimes you have those negative self-thoughts. Yep. And being able to curb those. Yeah. Learn how to regulate them. Regulate them and and flip the script, you know? speaking to yourself in a, like speaking, like thinking. Affirming. Affirming. Affirmation. Yeah. Affirmations. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some other things that you definitely can do that's practical is implementing self-care practices. Yep. Good. That's good. Um, Whatever that means to you, whether that is taking a stroll on the beach, taking a walk in the park, listening to music, taking a long bath. Right, right. With some soft music, candles, whatever it is, reading a book, um, having that you time. Um, something else that goes under the radar quite a bit is um, improving your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Mm. What you put in your body does make a difference in how you feel, how you operate in your day, and also um, aids in a positive mood. Yeah, because I, 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 I remember to- once, like, if you don't have enough of a certain vitamin, it can... Mm. It can show as if you're depressed too. Yes. Like if you didn't, if you're if you're lacking vitamin D, if you haven't been out, yeah. it can mimic. So going outside, taking that getting walk, the sun in, getting the sun in, in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So nutrition is important. And I was gonna say, even I mean, just thinking about, I'm just gonna speak like a breakup. I remember right. when I dealt with a breakup in. Um, when I dealt with the breakup, I'm just, I don't care what I, I don't care about eating. I'm just, I'm, I don't care about what I'm eating. I'm just care. I just care that I'm just stuffing my face. And right, I'm just eating. Right, mm-hmm. and just like you said, that's something that, oh no, that can be a that can be a, a sign, and also something that I need to work on, work so on. that I can help to kind of help me to begin to slowly transition. Absolutely, out of, out and of as that. a parent, when your children see how you cope with negative experiences, again, they learn. by proxy, they develop those same coping coping skills yeah. as well. If let's say parents are going at each other's throats and being combative constantly, that's how they're going to learn to deal with conflict. Right. If you're in a moment where you're stuffing your face um, with poor choices, that's what they're going to do in those moments because they're observing, they're absorbing yeah. all of that. Um, Having a bad day eating a tub of ice cream, I'm like, oh, that's what we do. We eat a tub of ice cream. <laughs> Mom, exactly. can I, scoop? I had a bad day at school I had a today. Bad day at school. <laughs> you want <laughs> yeah. 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 And another practical thing, I'm giving you guys lists because I want you guys to be equipped. Right. Another practical thing is attending those parenting workshops that are available in your community. Right. The resources. The resources. Look for free resources. If money is a object, right. definitely find some free resources within your community. Now, that is for the parents. Yeah. Now, some resources for the children because we never want to overlook them either. Mm. So let me ask. So you're, it's good to, if you're going, if you're seeking counseling of, um, of some sort to also get it for the child as well. Absolutely. That would be a good thing to do. If okay. you feel at that point that that would be beneficial for them, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And something that you can do as well is incorporate no phones at the dinner table. Because that can be an opportunity for you to tune in to the right frequency of your child by paying attention and actually getting to know your child. Mm. Um, Something else is asking the right open-ended questions. Right, right, right. Do not wait for those yes or no responses. Mm. Don't give them the opportunity to give you a yes or no response. Ask them what's happening in 
you know, what happened in class today? Right. Um, who did you sit with during lunchtime? Tell me about that. How was that for you? Yeah, I, I used to ask my son, what was the best part of your day? What was the not Beautiful. so good part of the right. day? So now right. you have to, like, there is no yes, no. no. Yeah. You have to talk. Yeah. You have to talk. And yeah. you can even, like, you guys have your hellos and goodbyes. You can do your highs and lows. Yeah, yeah that's right. what we do. Um, we do. Something that something that was good today. We said something that was good, something that was bad, something that was challenging. Mm, I like that. Mm. And, and we throw that in there. Um, and something that made you. It was. It's always four things. Something that was good. Something that was bad. Something that was challenging. And there's another one I can't remember, but yeah. And just getting asking those kind of questions. Yeah. I love that. Now. If you're going to ask those questions, you do have to be prepared For what comes. to lean in and listen. Right right, right, right. And actually hear what it is your child is expressing. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay? Right. And then something else that's very important is keep the communication lines open. You want to make sure that your child knows that no matter what the topic of discussion is, that they have a safe space where they can come and you be that safe space for them. What do you do, though, for that child that, like, you think, like, I've heard, I don't yell, I don't scream, I don't, I'm always listening, I make it, I stop what I'm doing to hear what they, to, 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 to they're always getting my full attention about, some, about something, um, but yet that child still isn't, like, they don't view me as a safe space. They're not sharing with me. Um, they still are very um closed with the things that they share with me that I I can tell because they're not saying much or they're answering my um, questions, but they're not saying much. Mm -hmm. So what do you do or what advice you have for that kind of parent where like, no, I'm, I'm, I affirm, they're doing affirmations. I, 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 I'm trying to talk to them. I'm trying, but it's just not, we're not, we're not, we're not connecting or they're not connecting. So I would say one, be consistent. Mm. Be consistent. As simple as that is be consistent because children observe. And even though they might not be as communicative or as vocal in the beginning, give them time. You know, give them that level so of grace yeah. that you need. You said to Terry, Terry with them. Yeah, just say it. Just mm-hmm. patience. Yeah, that's good. My second thing was like, okay, so I know you said like being available, all of that, right? Like being available, waiting, listening to your child. So, like, just going back a little bit on the trauma, what if the part of your trauma doesn't allow you mm. to have that much um, that much openness? Like, for example, like, you just, like, I can give you a little bit, but I can't be open all the time. Like, I, mm. like sometimes you come in and I'm just like, look, I, I don't have the mental space. Like, I cannot do this right now. You don't want to mess up your child by saying no to them, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because I'm having this, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to. I just want an ice cream out the cupboard, right? So. Right. Like they're coming in to ask you for juice, and you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, yes, right? Yes. So what do you do to to kind of to kind of because yeah, kind of yeah, curb it. Curb yeah. it. Like, is there something you could do for that? Because like that. So I want to first say that if we cannot be emotionally present for our children then we disrupt bonding, which builds that security and trust. Oh, wow. Say that that again. So if we cannot be emotionally present for our children, then we can disrupt the bonding that builds security and trust. Mm. So again, it's regulating yourself. That's why you have to heal your unresolved traumas first. Because it's, again, it's hard to pour from an empty cup. Right, you're right, you're right. If you're having a bad day and you're projecting all your negative feelings and your negative trauma symptoms onto that child, that child now does not see you as a safe space for them. Wow. Mm. 
Wow. Wow. So with everything that we talked about so much so far in, in other episodes, these parenting series, I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm getting that. These mommy vacations that we talked about, this um, finding community and parent, parent um, nights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? All the resources. The resources. The, the, the equipping finding yourselves. The, equipping yourselves with all of these things. These things help you parent better. So if I have a community, I have somewhere to go. Because we have, I also speak to myself, I think sometimes I just have this thing of like, I can do this. I'm, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go think, bother other people. Because yeah. I have people. It's right. not that I don't have a community. And I, think I have shared, a community. You that in a couple of episodes about like, no, I, I have, I just don't want to bother. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden. I, I know everyone else is dealing with things that I don't want to add to Yes. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to reach out. But like, as I'm listening to Sandra speak, I, I mm-hmm. feel as though like, I am what is the be- Lord saying to it you? It is more Cap- of a, a detriment to my children mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am now at an empty place. Because I remember, like, even in pre- preparation for this episode, I was just looking at, like, some of the statistics, like, you know, of a divorced parent or, like, a divorced mom specifically. And I remember, and I'll, I'll say this to Sandra, and I remember, like, I remember reading something that you know, was saying, like, um, divorced women are less able than married women to give emotional support to their children and that leads to a de- decline in the frequency of quality interactions. And I was like, that is absolutely yeah, yeah. true. Because prior to this, my interactions with my children, 100% of the time, they got the best of me. Yes. Yeah. But now with everything going on, I'm still trying to do everything and be everything. Mm-hmm. And I can't give them that quality interaction like I want to. Like I, get, I have some, but it's not an everyday thing. Yes. Some days I'm just like, I just cannot. Like yeah. I can't. But I think yeah. listening to you and you reaffirming, like, no, nah, girl, you messing up. Like, your yeah. relationship with these children, it, it, it's making Same me realize that I need to yeah, make, reach out and make make a, a more of a conscious um, effort to And make moments. make moments. You know, it realistically, we it's hard to be on every second of the day. Right. Make intentional moments with your kids. And also, don't forget to give them individual quality time as well. Right, right, right. You know, with multiples... It's, you know, hard to, you just want to do group activities because it's like, okay, a one hit a quitter. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but no, each kid is still very different. Right, yeah. they are. And mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you have that special mommy and them time. Right. Whether it's playing a game that they like on right. the computer or playing a game that they like I don't like a card game or taking them out for froyo. Yeah. Frozen yogurt never hurt anyone. Right, right. Um, right. You know, little things like that. And just, again, tapping into your community, like you said. Tap. You know, people sometimes, they want to help, but don't no, know how, how, how or what to support yeah, you yeah. need. Especially, yeah. like, they might I not asked. know. Stuff. You see, I just asked you. Just I asked said, what can I, was, I do? And, she was and like, you heard what I said. I was like, what? What? Wait, <laughs> what? second now. Hold yes. on. <laughs> okay, no, wait. Sandra's here. Let's ask Sandra first. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, a lot of us are recovering from a lot of the things that our parents maybe not have done the best. Right, right, right. right. You know, they did the best they, were, they could, but right. it wasn't what we really needed. Right. And you have to think about that what do you want for your children right what mm-hmm. do you want to, culti- to yeah. cultivate yeah. and what do you want to ensure that they do not need to recover from in their adulthood right 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 that's good like so many things you have to consider no like raising these children man mm-hmm. raising these kids are I, child <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I learned 
I learned that, of course, parenting is a hard job, right? But when you want to do this thing right, it's harder. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it's easy to just give them a phone or YouTube. But when you really want to do this right... Yeah, it's 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 a lot of deep breaths that you're taking. Cause, oh yeah, because you, you take because you know because in you in your desire to want to do well, that forces you in a sense to reach out and get the information and get the tools that you need to do to actually move in that. Mm-hmm. And the more some of the uh, I was like, what is it? Um, the more you know, the more like the greater accountability you mm-hmm. now have yeah. because you now know more, mm-hmm. and so it becomes like. Pressure. What you call it? The pressure. It's getting worse. <laughs> yes, the pressure. Yes, and you guys said something. Self awareness and just awareness in general is paramount. Yeah. So with that being said, if you want to identify your own ACES score, oh. go on Google, find the ACES study, take it. ACES as in ACES. So it's Adverse Childhood Experience Study. Now that will tell you, like, basically, what is it? What like what? Do, what is the result going to tell you? So it tells you how high risk you are yeah. of having certain health problems yeah. because of certain things that certain traumas that you, you endured. I don't know if I want to know. That. You don't want to be that self aware. I don't know. I don't well, know. if just, you think about it and you figure, ah, oh, you know, let me just give this a shot. There is a website that you can use to to evaluate Your the assessment? actual okay. assessment, and that is numberstory.org. Oh, okay. This is where you can learn more about the story behind your ACE score. Wow. Mm. Okay? And if you are going through it, anyone out there who's feeling alone, who's feeling depressed, who's feeling like you are at your wit's end, there are resources out there, and I want to share the new Suicide and Crisis Lifeline number. That is 988. They recently changed it this year, wow. 2022, to make it a three-digit simple number. The same way we have been accustomed to learning 911 and it's easy to mm-hmm. remember, Right. that's exactly what that 988 number is for. So definitely reach out. There is a live chat. Um, someone will reach out to you. There is a text feature. There is a chat feature. Um, someone will reach out to you to provide that support that you need. Now, if you need some ongoing support, there's therapy for black girls. There's better help. And if you would like to maybe discuss some things further with me, I will be on the Teladoc Health platform for virtual mental health care. And how do they search for you on that platform? They just go to www. So once you're on the Teladoc Health Care platform, www.teladochealth.com, you'll search for Sandra Seymour Obas, and I will pop up. And you can request me as your therapist. Okay. I would love to work with you. <sighs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. Listen, Sandra. if I can say, Sandra, I, I just number one, as thank you so much for coming on today. You you have literally poured into us so much. Um, I mean, so many resources, so many, so much information for us to sit back and to really think about as we think about trauma and how it does play a role in how we parent. Um, the do's and don'ts of that. And so we definitely want to say thank you for that. That is um, so many amazing gems you dropped. And I yes. would be remiss to say how I'm not proud of my sister, okay? Yay. I am so proud of you. Yeah. And um, just having you on here and just sharing um, just something that she loves to do. Like I've seen her in action. 
um, how she does this therapy thing. Y'all heard her do it earlier when Kate, <laughs> after Kate <laughs> shared. Um, so it's something that she loves to do. And I just hope that um, those who are here today know, first and foremost, that you are not alone. And the strongest thing that you can do for yourself, and especially for your children, is, is to say that, you know what? I need help. Yeah. And so we just want to say, lean in that. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, ladies, for providing this platform to be able to get this information out to the community. It is very important information. And hopefully someone is touched by this and can find some of the resources useful to them. Yes. And with that being said, you guys, just keep living life his way. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.